This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 21st of July. In your squiz today... The Matildas make a splash, Netflix scores some new subs, fubbing your way to a breakup and some cheesy meatballs. This is your Squiz today. The Matildas kicked off the Women's World Cup with a win in Sydney last night. They beat Ireland 1-0 and they came out on top despite having a tough start to the tournament. Star player and captain Sam Kerr was ruled out at the last minute with a calf injury. And earlier, New Zealand's team, the Football Ferns, also had a historic win against Norway in their opener. It was the first time that New Zealand had won a game in the World Cup. But Claire, all eyes were on Auckland yesterday before the game even got started. And that's because a 24-year-old gunman opened fire at a construction site in the city CBD yesterday morning. Mm. He killed two people and injured another six before he was killed in a shootout with police. That happened well before the football ferns in Norway played, but you can understand the alarm given the scale of the Women's World Cup and there are teams from Norway. Norway, the US, Italy and the Philippines staying in hotels that are close to that shooting. The Kiwi Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, was very quick yesterday to confirm that there was no political or ideological motivation for the shooting and no suggestion that there was any danger to the event. Yeah, but they still stationed extra officers in the area to reassure both locals and the World Cup visitors. But Back to the football, Claire. It's going to be a big weekend with the group stage underway. Yeah, it's certainly on. There's 10 matches between now and Sunday morning and they're spread across the day. So you could just watch hours of football this weekend if that's what you want to do. (laughs) And for once, it'll be our friends in the Northern Hemisphere that are pulling the all-nighters to take advantage of it. So Aussies are clearly getting on board that huge crowd last night uh, and also sold out games this weekend. And also we heard from Nike yesterday, it said that sales of the Matildas official jerseys have outsold the Socceroos and Alice I reckon a bit of friendly competition never hurt anyone. (laughs) No it certainly did not and if you're wondering when the Matildas will be back on the field they'll play Nigeria on Thursday night in Brizzy but as you say Claire there's plenty of football to watch before then. Claire, the public service boss responsible for implementing the robo-debt scheme has been suspended without pay from her current $900,000 job in defence. Yeah, her name is Catherine Campbell. She was the boss of the Human Services Department back in 2015 and she oversaw the rollout of the Unlawful Debt Recovery Scheme. The Royal Commission into Robo-Debt was particularly critical of her actions Mm. and yesterday it came out 
out that she was stood aside from her role, which was a role coordinating the response to the AUKUS treaty. Uh, That role she stepped away from on the 10th of July, which was just three days after the Royal Commission report was tabled. And we spoke about this on the podcast, but Campbell is just one of a bunch of politicians and public servants that had adverse findings against them. But we still don't know who's been named in the report's sealed section and might face further action. If you need to catch up on the whole backstory to RoboDebt and what the Royal Commission had to say about it, we've got you covered with a Squiz shortcut episode on it. I'll pop a link to it in the episode notes today. There have been a few ups and downs in regards to Thai politics as of late. We've been following them on the podcast and in our newsletter, Claire. But for anyone who needs to get up to speed, it's all happened after Thailand's election on the 14th of May, which produced a shock result. The Progressive Move Forward Party, which has really been championed by young people across Mm. Thailand, it won most of the seats in the lower house of the parliament and its leader, Peter Limjaronrat, was hopeful of becoming Thailand's next prime minister. But last week, the military appointed senators in the parliament voted against him and denied him that role. Mm. This week, there were going to be further votes, but that was blocked. Uh, And then we saw the court which is backed by constitutional voices. It suspended Peter from the parliament on allegations that he held shares in a media company, and that's something that's banned for elected officials. Yeah, but that suspension has happened despite the media company in question being defunct for 15 years. Commentators say this is Thailand's conservative establishment closing ranks to block progressives from gaining power, and there are concerns that big protests are on the way. Netflix has posted some strong results after the company cracked down on password sharing back in May. The streaming giant says 5.9 million extra subscribers have signed up over the three months leading up to June. Yep, if you're one of those people who were kicked off your family account or your mate who you used to share a (laughs) flat with has finally decided that you can't continue on that any further... uh, Of course, it means that many people have signed up for new accounts, in fact, three times more than the analysts expected. There was a real question in the market about whether that shared password crackdown would actually translate into new accounts for Netflix, and it seems like it has, despite all the grumbling about (laughs) it. Uh, That's really where the good news ended yesterday for Netflix. Its revenue growth didn't meet analyst predictions, and also they downgraded their forecast revenue for the next next quarter. Uh, All in all, that sent the company share price down 9%. And it's worth mentioning, Claire, that some major Netflix productions like Stranger Things have been put on hold due to the ongoing strike action in the US by writers and actors. But Analysts say the company is well-placed to get through it because of its range of international shows and films, and the company could even end up saving more than $1 billion. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but 
suddenly realise he can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more. I reckon everyone's a bit guilty of this, Claire. An Aussie advertising agency coined the term fubbing back in 2012. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, it's the practice of snubbing a person in favour of your phone. For example, scrolling while someone's talking to you. And Unsurprisingly, some new research reckons it could lead to some rather unhappy relationships. <laughs> Alice, we all have those people in our lives who cannot put their <laughs> phones down, even when you're trying to have a conversation with them. But in those more intimate relationships, of course, it can be quite testing. Mm. And researchers in Turkey have surveyed 712 married people. Uh, they have an average age of 37 years old. And what they found is that the couples who Particularly fub, um, particularly each other, <laughs> they report lower marriage satisfaction than non-fubbers. Uh, researchers also said that marital conflict is likely to arise when someone feels ignored by their partner. Mm. I don't think that's groundbreaking. I think that really is part of the whole deal. Uh, and they say that it demonstrates the power of effective communication. Of course, there's a pretty simple solution to all of this, I think, Claire. People could just put their phones away or <laughs> they could even just share a device to watch animal videos together. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of cat videos to watch. <laughs> Friday lights, Claire. What have you got for us today? Look, last weekend I was looking to do a bit of a tray bake, but I didn't feel like chicken. And I also had a thing that I really felt like some meatballs. And I found a recipe that does both. It's basically a tray bake for a delicious tomato sauce and some beautiful meatballs with ricotta. So uh, nice and tasty and I liked it with the pasta that it suggested. Mm. I also had some leftovers with some veg through the week and it was really, really nice. Mm, sounds delicious. As always, I'll pop the link to that one in the episode notes today too. And that's us finished for today. But Claire, you and Kate will be back with Saturday's quiz tomorrow. Yeah, we sure will. There's, of course, a big news story this week of the Commonwealth Games being cancelled in Victoria mm. and lots to get across there, so we're going to get through that. Um, also, those record temperatures in the Northern Hemisphere, we'll take a look at that as well. Uh, some good recommendations as well, so a good Saturday morning lesson. Sounds good. Have a great Friday and we'll be back with you on Monday. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.